when the bombs drop. We did it, everybody. Woo! We figured it out. We did. We talked about the podcast. Our first question of this podcast that we're going to do today. A world, life in the world, at twitter.wikipedia.edu. At, at gmail. Is. <laughs> fuck. Our first question. Um, will there be class mobility in the world to come? If I want to live uh, in the rich people moon cities, is that an option, or do I have to be born there? How can I rise above my station? That question's from Zach, with two C's. All right. Well, Zach, um, it's, it's, it's... It's Z-A-C-C. What's that second C for? Who knows? Write in, Zach, and for... tell us what that second C means. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, what happened to the name, to the name Zeke? Zeke? Yeah. Zeke? I don't know. That was a cool name in like the early 2000s. What was that short for? Every Zeke Ezekiel? died. There were Zekes they left all, and right. They all They're did, all dead. They all, they all did heroin and died. Oh, no. They all did. I don't know. Like, what's, what drug did Zeke do? I, we all know uh, Zeke, and he's all, he definitely overdosed on something. Uh, he's gone. I don't know. Zeke, moved, Zeke moved in the second grade. He was, he was, there was, Zeke was definitely alive when we were kids, but he's dead now. You, if you knew a Zeke, he moved away in the second grade <laughs> and either died or was never heard from again. Got 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 big into just oxycotton and um, That's this is good sad. energy for this. Yeah, I don't like I'm, this. I love guy. this. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. So class mobility, right? So let's Sorry. if you're if you're if if you're if you're if you're born poor, can you get rich in this world? I think that that's kind of like, I mean, it depends on how you define rich, and it also depends on how you define class. Mm. Because there's going to be like a lot of different stratas of these things. Like there's, it's 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 going to be one like being, you know, being a king of the wasteland is going to be an entirely different experience from being just like a normal citizen in the moon cities. You know what I mean? Right. Both of those are are high up on the totem pole, but they're entirely different experiences, and one doesn't even begin to prepare you for the other. Right. Because you know there there are going to be so many different worlds within this one world that. You know, it's there's there's gonna be it, it, there's gonna be mobility, sure, but it's mostly gonna be side to side as exactly. opposed to up and down. Mostly lateral. Yeah. So, like, let's say you're a leper. All right? right. You're you're a leper, and you're living with other lepers, and your life sucks. Your your face is falling off, and it's just the worst. And then uh, you you try to leave the leprechaun. You're like, screw this. I don't want to hang out with like just lepers all day because we're all miserable. We're making each other just feel worse, and you know, like, uh, sure, misery loves company, and, like, maybe we need a little, like, camaraderie here, but honestly, it's not helping me out. I'm still a leper. Yeah. I don't feel any better. I'm going to try to see what happens in the outside world, outside of Leprechaun. You leave the Leprechaun, and you go join the Leopard Colony. Mm-hmm. And the Leopards are are different than... They are different. <laughs> they're not the same as Lepers. Right, and, and, and you're... But <laughs> they're around the same, <laughs> same place in the totem pole exactly. in terms of quality of life. Because yeah. being a Leopard sucks uh, about the same amount as being a Leper. Mm-hmm. And... Cause you gotta hunt your food. You gotta like jump out of trees and shit. You gotta jump into and out of trees. You gotta yeah. Good luck jumping into a tree, and even better luck jumping out of that tree. Right. So you know you, <laughs> whether you're a leopard or a leper, it's it's you know you you move classes. This is a very different world, yeah. a very different life, but it's not better. You know. No. And that's the thing is that it's always going to be a trade off. Like. You know, are you going to be more comfortable in the mood colonies? Yes, but you won't be able to have independent thought once you connected to the mother brain. Right. Are you going to be comfortable as 
as as as a as as a war god of the of of the road dogs of the wasteland, maybe, but not if you like shower. Right. It's 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 a whole thing. Right. You know, so, do you want to be able to shower or have independent thought? That's a choice that you're going to have to, you know, you're going to find yourself making that choice. Well, let, let's say you're a a base level moon boy. Mm-hmm. And you have you you're you what you do is you mop the craters. Uh that's not consider that's not really a great quality of life. You're not a wealthy man in the moon colonies. You're just a lo- lowly moon boy. And nobody respects you much, and nobody really pays any attention to you, and, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities presented right. to you. Um, but you never had to kill your dad because you were hungry. Right, exactly. So, you know, it, it, so, like, while you might be drowning in riches as a road dog warrior king, mm-hmm. you know, you also had to kill your dad. Yeah. You know, whereas the lowly moon boy who has no friends and has to mop craters all day, mm-hmm. well... Also doesn't have a dad, but that's because that's because that's because he is one with 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 all and with mother brain. Yeah, that's the thing about being a being mopping mopping craters on the moon, is that yeah your physical body is mopping craters, but you're also sharing the same experience of of, of the people having uh, sex orgies in in the moon palace <laughs> because it's all connected. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's the difference between an orgy and a sex orgy? We don't have time to get into it. It's a complicated thing. It's very complicated and different. (laughs) It's going to be... Look, don't worry about it. Uh, (laughs) You're living on the moon, right? You're living on the moon. You're living your life. You're being a moon guy. All right? Experiencing every level of society all at once. Well, here's the thing that I'm encountering right now. Is that... I want to talk about class mobility, and we. But and now you've said that the lowly the lowly moon boy who mops craters is one with the mother brain, and so yeah, he's I experiencing everything. Not... That goes against what we've suggested about there being like because that well that, there's no need for class on the moon. Well, exactly. That's that's exactly my point. Is that the whole concept of class is going to be all topsy turvy? It's sort of like a good example of how the privilege structures on the moon works. Uh huh. Is because as as a a part of the mother brain. You won't understand what class even means because it's all, as far as you're concerned, all people are one. But that's that's a fallacy. All people are not one. It's just all the people on the moon. There's all these people down on Earth who are still suffering. You are ignoring them. So that's the thing. Is that's that's the point. Is that the higher up you are in the hierarchy, the easier it is to pretend that the hierarchy doesn't exist. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Wow, that's poignant. Because it's it's true about about the modern world too. That the world of today. Not the modern world, the today world, which is a modern world, but uh, modern talking about in yes. regards to the future stops sounding correct. <laughs> it is the today is modern. The future is 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 a different thing than the modern world. But it, whatever, <laughs> fucking, you know what I'm saying, or maybe you don't. I don't fucking know or care. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Um, coffee break. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Alright. <laughs> not here. I'm sorry. Alright, you ready for our first segment, Will? No. We're doing segments this week. Oh, uh, boy. We're gonna do segments. That's because good. sometimes doing questions is difficult, and getting questions is difficult. Don't. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, so we're gonna it's do difficult. Segments. It's difficult to find the kind of question we want to answer in all the millions of emails we get every day. Yeah, gaslight them. 
from all the <laughs> this is your thousands fault. of people who are tuning in and telling us how handsome we are. This segment, uh, this segment is going to be called "Roll Them Bones." Is what this? <laughs> I didn't think about what I was going to call this segment. Look, all right. <laughs> roll wait, the, this wait, segment I'll... is called "Roll Them Bones." Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> do, not, is, I got, I got. Th- do intro music for our segment. Well, I don't know what it's about. I just know "Roll Them Bones," and I'm like, I'm, all right. Well, here's here's what it's about. I've well, waited my whole life for this. <laughs> let me let me explain this segment to you. Okay. In ancient times, uh huh. Do you understand? Uh, the village elders would would gather around the fire and they would cast chicken bones into a circle and they would they would use the way that those chicken bones had felt had fallen uh, to tell uh, tell the fortunes of the children gathered before them. Uh, they would they would use these bones to scry the future. Um, and what I what I've been thinking is uh, I think it's about time that we let uh, the people in and get, get let them kind of see what our process is. Uh, in terms of telling the future, uh, the problem is though that you know we don't really have uh, there aren't there aren't just any you can't find chicken bones these days, um, you can't get them. There's 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 nowhere to be found. Hmm. There's plenty plenty of chicken. None of them got bones. So uh, in these modern times, I in this modern have era, like a box of you can't find chicken bones. Chicken you can't find them anywhere. Leftover. From no, like, there's no chicken bones left. So we got to have new ones. We you gotta have, get to, any look. I, well, it's not had, I had KFC a few days ago. You're losing the forest for the trees, Will. I've got a box full well, of chicken bones. Well, you're losing bones. the forest for the trees. We don't, we don't have any chicken bones. We can't find any. We couldn't if we tried. So what do we need? We need, we need new chicken bones for a modern era. We need, we need E, we need E bones. We need, Will, we need, <laughs> E-bones. <laughs> we need electronic bones, Will. That's the name of this segment and this episode of the podcast, Electronic Bones. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying that, look, if you needed a one-to-one equivalent of throwing chicken bones into a circle near a fire in order to tell the future in the modern day, what would it be? That's right. It's clicking the random button on Wikipedia. The fuck? So what we're going to do is... Fuck? You start talking about... You, shut the fuck up! Bo- what, shut the fuck up! <laughs> what we're going to do... What this subject is... What this is we're going we're gonna to roll the bones of fate on Wikipedia... And whatever whatever article comes up, we're going to explain to the audience uh, what role it will play in the coming apocalypse. All right, well, that's what we're gonna do. I think that's a fucking awesome idea. Mm. It's just I was I was so uh, you just start talking about rolling bones <laughs> in a fire, and I had like a whole fucking thing ready to go. That's still what and it it's is. Too late. No, for... we're just doing that, but with Wikipedia. Well, that's it. But like it's this, the same thing. The but music, in the future. The music I had prepared. For the segment, thinking that it was just rolling them bones, <laughs> was was not fit for Wikipedia. It was fit for rolling bones. Well, that's what we're doing with Wikipedia. This is not going to the it's, same thing. This is not going to sound like Wikipedia. Okay. We're rolling them bones. Ele- electronic bones. It's the segment with two names. Uh, electro- roll, roll them bones. <laughs> Roll them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to recap the rules of this game, I mean process <laughs> through which we scry the future, uh, we're gonna we're gonna click the random article button on Wikipedia. All right. And whatever it is, we're gonna explain w- what its role is. You ready, Chris? In the world to come. Roll them bones. <laughs> Cyberger was an, <laughs> was an Argentine sailor and Olympic medalist. 
Uh, he competed in the 1936 and 1948 Olympics. He was a member of uh, the Argentine crew on the on on the gin that received a silver medal uh, in the six meter class. I think it was like okay, so he's like a sailor in the Olympics in the 30s. In the 30s, okay, and that's that's and that's that's the interesting thing is the way that these ripple effects kind of. Uh, kind of, kind of, uh, a wave through time. You know, it starts all the way back in the '30s, and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, it's a one-to-one thing. You know, care to elaborate? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked, Will. Um, it, yes. <laughs> so in 1936, uh huh, this man he he uh, departs uh, for the London Summer Olympics. On, I'm presuming. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, getting from uh, Arge- Ar- Argentina, Argentine, uh, Argent, wherever, uh, <laughs> hmm. to uh, Ar- Argent. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is uh, <laughs> right. What so, so he so he sets off on his journey from Argentine uh, to London, right? Argentina, Argentina, Ar- Argentina to London, Ar- Argentown to to London Town on his boat. <laughs> Uh-huh. And don't fucking look at me like that. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> wait, I want to know what's happening right now. This is a good segment, Will. <laughs> I, I don't doubt good that segment it has... segment and it's working. It at least <laughs> has... Look, it at least has potential, but right now I don't know what's happening. I, do you think I do? Um, All right, well, so who is this on, man? What is he... He's, a, he's an Olympic gold medalist sailor. No, I got so he gets on. That. he gets on his boat, and he gets on his boat, and he sails to the Olympics. He spends <laughs> he spends months, Will. He spends months and weeks sailing to the Olympics. And you know what happens when he gets there after these months and weeks that he spent sailing out on the open sea? Uh, salt water splashing in his face, the cold wind whipping through his hair. He's miserable. He's hungry. He ran out of rations weeks ago. He's living off the carcasses of his dead seamates. You know what he has to do once he gets once he gets to the Olympics? What? He's got to sail more for recreation. Jesus. After going through this, after after going through this, he's got to do it twice. He's got to do it two times. Poor guy. You ever been on the sea? It's miserable. I haven't. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I don't. I haven't. <laughs> Should I have said I have? So, so <laughs> I haven't been on the sea. Have so you? This, it's... So this, so this guy, he ba- he gets he look. He goes to the Olympics. He has no idea what he's going to be asked to do when he gets there, and he comes. The, <laughs> he just the horrible. The horrifying realization that he must he must do the thing that he that he hates more than anything so, else. Hold, hold which on is a sale. second. Hold on a second. This yes. is an interesting story. What what's his name again? Uh, his name is uh, Juli- Julio Cyberger. Julio Cyberger. He he gets a letter from the Olympics. Yes. saying come do Olympics. Yes, and they don't you tell must. him what he's what he's going to be doing in it. No, he's like he was like well I like you know I hate sailing but I'm incredibly good at it. Um, and I've always wanted to be in the Olympics, so I'm going to, even though I hate sailing, I'm going to, I'm going to sail across the sea to go to the Olympics. And he gets there, and what does he find? He finds that they're going to, that they just want him to do more sailing. And, and they didn't tell him in advance. That no, he, was he had no idea. Sailing. He didn't know what he was going no. to be, he didn't know what Well, he was only known Olympic. for sailing, so really he should have put two and two together, but, but he, he didn't. didn't. No. And so he, he was... gets there, he finds out that he's going to have to do more sailing, and it just breaks him, Will. It just, <laughs> it shatters him into a million pieces. Uh-huh. His and 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 amongst the wreckage of his broken psyche, uh like much much like a phoenix, uh, a new evil is born into the world. Uh a, a a darkness that uh that 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 will will uh the the world will burn 
with the fires that this man this man starts. What does he do? A hundred years before the event. What did he, what did he do? I wasn't. I, what, what did he do, Will? What, <laughs> what did he do? Yes. What a stupid fucking question. <laughs> How? <laughs> what a what did he do? <laughs> and here's uh, the thing. And then he goes. To, okay, so he goes to the Olympics. Um, and Chris. and he has he has to do this. He Chris. has to he has to sail more. Yes, it, it's time to roll oh, them bones. bones. Wait, no, it's not a marimba. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> bones over and, and over and until you get to something that isn't impossible. It was like all athletes. <laughs> it was just like, it kept being sports people and I didn't know what was happening. Uh, uh, oh, the bones have, the bones have spoken and they're, <laughs> they're speaking about uh, exonography, which is the study of, study of the effects of changes in the environment on the growth of microorganisms uh, by means of exonograms. Mm. Microorganisms. This is fucking. This is easy, everybody. Yeah. Microorganisms are going to be bad. They're going to be even worse than they already are. Look, you've all heard of superbugs. Mm -hmm. They're going to be. Get ready for double super. For bugs. double bugs. Super Giga bugs. Super, mega bugs. Bugs two. <laughs> the sequel to bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's gonna be bad. Imagine if imagine if microbes had four arms and were very strong, <laughs> and also the size of a boy, which is which I understand the is most, smaller than you, but that was significantly larger than a microbe is supposed to be. That was the single most life in the world to come sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> imagine if bugs had four arms and were very strong and were the size of a boy. <laughs> that it could not have been more. Welcome to our good podcast. <laughs> um. Bugs. Microorganisms. Let's wanna let's roll them bones! It's time to hold on a second. I'm I'm just give me a second. <laughs> give me a fucking minute. The National Register of Historic Places Places Listings in Missouri! Roll them <laughs> bones! Hey, why? That's you're defeating the purpose. I feel like I feel like you're we're losing the spirit of the game here. <laughs> this we can't decide what what direction the winds of destiny blow us in. But can we decide? This is what the bones are telling us. But we can roll them as as many times as we want. Yeah, we can. But like we're we can't we're going to be ignoring the signs if we just don't. We get more ex exact with the National Register of Historic Places listings in Missouri has to do with the, the very, very real and very imminent end of the world. Uh, uh, I ha I ha there is nothing I can <laughs> grab onto there. I don't know. I don't have a single piece of information about Missouri or anything Missouri-related. I'm not even sure where Missouri is. Is it by Georgia? Roll them bones. James Finley, minister. Right. James Finley. Well, that... <laughs> That guy. February 4th, 1725 to January 6th, uh, 1795, was an American Presbyterian minister and politician who was a pioneer uh, resident of western Pennsylvania. Either he or his wife owned the house in which Thomas Jefferson began his first 
attempt to draft the United States Declaration of Independence. And it's interesting that this is what the bones is showing us right now. James Finley is more than just a man. Mm. He's an archetype. He's a symbol for all of the future... Uh, he's an idea. He, he, right, exactly. He is a, he's a zeitgeist. He's a spirit he's an of ethos. something. Right, that, he's an and, ideology. And to be, to be Finlayan is to, is, is to house growth, is to cultivate growth, to let the, the seeds of rebellion grow in your house. So when James Finley said, hey, Thomas Jefferson, come on in, draft the Declaration of Independence or whatever it is that you said. Yeah, no, that was, it was, that was what it was. Yeah, when he said that, he set into motion a, 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 a long tradition of, of, you know, people knowing that sometimes you have to be the, 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 you gotta be the dad of change. You gotta let, you gotta let change live in your basement. You gotta let change live in your basement and eat your food. And, and like, write a and, document. And just mm. like, and just kind of, you know, if change smokes pot in your basement, you just kind of, you know, walk by and pretend you don't notice. Turn because, a blind eye to it. Because Lord knows you did it back in the 70s. And it's better that they do it in, in at home than out on the street where they can get in trouble. No, it's safer. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, because you can't stop him from doing it. No. You can't stop Thomas Jefferson from writing the Declaration of Independence. And, so James Finley yeah. says, all right, I'll be the, the dad of change. And... So, no, like, I guess what I'm saying is... Thomas Jefferson can smoke as many bones as he wants in my basement. And that's why we call this segment Roll Them Bones. Roll Them Bones. Because really this is about this smoking is about marijuana. making, rolling joints and fucking... In James Finley's basement. dubs, baby. And, and, and doinks. With, with uh, towering figures of American history. And the point is that change... Sometimes happens when you 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 gotta let change in, you gotta you gotta give it a place to grow, and so what the bones are trying to tell us is they're trying to tell us that it's up to each of us as individuals to allow the harbingers of change to take root in our lives and to allow uh, you know cultivate them and 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 be hospitable to the winds of change because they're coming. And you can't stop them. You can't stop the winds of change with smoke and pot. So you let them do it in the basement. And that's going to be an important thing to keep in mind. Once the owls of space, from space, the space owls the space come owls, yes. and, and try to roost in your brain. Once they come down from the sky going hoot hoot and spitting fire and lightning and uh, guns. <laughs> you know, they just think of themselves as owls, you know? Right. And they you, live in space. They don't, we don't say, we don't call ourselves Earth humans, you know? Right. So you they're just owls as far as they're concerned. You gotta roll but with we the gotta, punches. We gotta, but that's the thing, is that if you're a space owl, you gotta get used to the fact that some people are gonna call you space owls, because they already got owls uh, where they're from, and that's not what you are. You're a different thing. You're a space owl. And when the dawn of the space owls arrives, mm. and by dawn I mean dusk, because owls are nocturnal. When when space owls start, you're you're gonna have a, two different choices. You're gonna either fight and die because you will lose, or you let the space owls do their thing. You let them come. You go, okay. This is what the universe has brought us. It's yeah. brought us space owls. You know what? There's way worse things that could happen right now. Yeah. And so, fine. 
Come on in. It's the Finlayan thing to do. There's worse things than space owls uh, rolling, rolling dubs in my basement. Exactly, and they're gonna be. Smoking bones. All right, yeah. Let them do it. Hey, Will. Yeah? Roll them bones. Roll them bones! Protest the Hero is a Canadian progressive metal <laughs> band from Whitby, Ontario. Originally named Acting the Lucky. Uh, the band changed their name to Protest the Hero shortly before they releasing their EP, Search for the Truth, in 2002. I could read more, but... Like, it's okay. It's, you know, it's, it's, the bones are warning us. The bones are warning us. Mm. For a couple of reasons. One, they're saying... Protest the hero are going there. That band is going to have something to do with the event, and they're also saying that you're you're. Well, that, see, that's the interesting mm-hmm. thing is that originally they were named Happy Go Lucky, but now they're named Protest the Hero, which to me si- signals a change in character. Yeah, that that's innocence lost, if anything. That really is. Yeah, they're going from being happy in the face of anything to to being disillusioned with the things that they that they once found inspiration in. Yeah, that's and who who knows what the next step is? It, you know, right now they they were happy go lucky. Then they were protest the hero. I next it's going to be uh 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 you know uh uh murder the 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 prime minister of Canada <laughs> in order to start a a, a war. <laughs> that's going to be the name of their band: is kill the prime minister of Canada in order to start a war. <laughs> Who, who, who knows to what extent Protest the Hero will be radicalized it's, in the next... <laughs> um. there, it's, it's funny. Protest the Hero, really, there's, like, a, there's a lesson to be learned there. And it's that you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't. You know? You just can't. You think you can. You think you can. <laughs> you fucking can't. But you can't make a podcast, no matter how hard you try. So so the talented boys in the Canadian progressive rock band kill the Prime Minister of Canada in order to start a war. Yes. They are going to be responsible for a lot of death. And I, I'm just, I'm letting you guys know that now. This yeah. is like a preemptive call out. I'm letting you know. This band that that was once Happy Go Lucky, shortly after it was Protest the Hero, and is now killed the Prime Minister of Canada in order to start a war, will kill the Prime Minister of Canada in order to start a war. I don't know why people won't see it coming. No. Because they'll call themselves that. It's their but, mission statement. But they're going to do it. Yeah. And it will start a war. And it will end in nuclear badness. And it's... <laughs> 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 Woohoo! <laughs> and it's... it's uh, you can't... You, you don't... Don't let, don't let the 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 slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, the space owls, the 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 problems that mm. that be on your mind. Don't let them disillusion you. Don't let them, you no. know, protest heroes. Yeah. Don't don't let them turn you into somebody who you're not. Stay 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 committed to your principles. Stay yeah. happy go lucky. Or maybe you know maybe maybe change, but. But keep the things about yourself that, that, you know, you don't have to let go of everything as you grow as a person. You know, you can protest the hero when the hero does, you know, sometimes heroes need to be prote- need to be protested. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes heroes get a little bit too big for their britches and you need to protest them just a little bit to remind them who they're working for. 
but you gotta stay happy-go-lucky. And you know, maybe sometimes you gotta kill the Prime Minister of Canada in order to start a war. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta keep that happy-go-lucky deep within you. You gotta you gotta still maintain the inner child. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Like what while you kill the Prime Minister of Canada. While you're watching the light the lights fade from Justin Trudeau's eyes. eyes. Just keep Cheers. in mind, I'm happy-go-lucky. That's who I am, and I'm murdering the Prime Minister of Canada <laughs> with my bare hands right man, now. With my hands. With my hands. My fists. I, you know, I remember when I killed the Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, man. I was... Everyone remembers it. their first time. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was on the beach. Uh, and it was uh, in Ocean Grove. Grove. Uh, just, yeah. just, just summer of two thousand eight. Deep beneath the waves. <laughs> hey, we'll roll them both. <laughs> uh, the nineteen seventy nine <laughs> Australian Sports Car Championship. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, was the nineteen seventy nine Australian <laughs> Sports Car, car Championship. Yeah. Yes, of course. This was a CAM sanctioned motor uh, racing a title what? for drivers of Group D production sports cars. You just said nothing. I said some words that I don't are know, on this page. I don't know if those were all words. Well, I feel like some of them were letters, numbers, and j- proper nouns. Well, they're they're going to drive around, go real fast, cause the end of the world. Cool. It's going to happen. Roll, roll the bones! Uh, Karen River in Queensland. It's a river <laughs> I it was in a Australia. <laughs> I was so confused. Hi, I'm Karen River. <laughs> I thought you were saying... Like Wikipedia. And in the world... Hey, Will. And in the world to come... Just got to some person. In in the world to come, Will, Karen Karen River will be a person. Karen River will achieve sentience (laughs) and rule over the Australian coast. I don't know why. I just... Woe be... To the to the poor unfortunate soul who beholds the horror that is Karen's River, <laughs> a, a writhing mass of sentient fluid, uh, screaming at all hours of the day and night. If you go out a wandering, the the wasteland deserts late at night. Keep a watchful eye, keep your head on a swivel, constant vigilance. Don't fucking blink because Karen's River is just around the fucking corner, ready to. To, to grasp you with her watery tendrils and drag you into an early grave, mm-hmm. drown you on dry land. Karen is a nasty bitch. Don't fuck with her. She's around. She's if you, if you ever once hear the sound of running water, run. You gotta run faster than the water. You're in a desert. It's dry. There's no water. Water. This is wrong. Go. You Get might be thirsty. You might be thirsty. No. Don't let it tempt you. Because don't drink Karen. Yeah. Karen will you, fuck you up. If you ever see a river where there wasn't a river, that's Karen, and she she she's gonna she's gonna get you. That's how she gets you. She makes you think she's delicious, clean, clear water, which but. is a bad strategy because there's not going to be any of that. And no one's going to know what that is. Yeah, they're going to be like, "What is this weird sand?" Yeah. If anything, <laughs> if anything, that's going to be that's going to be the scariest thing about Karen <laughs> in the world to come <laughs> is that you're not going to know what a river is. So it's not even going to be like you look at this river and you're going to be like, oh, wow, a river. You're going to look at a river and be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a lot of weird blood. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> why is this blood weird? <laughs> it's the only reference point you have. Your mouth is going to be very dry all the time. You, spit's not going to be a thing. Most of the liquid that you're aware of, it, it's going to be either piss or blood. Yep. You're going to see Karen. You're going to be like... Who who's peeing like this? It's like you're gonna think Karen is piss. Someone pee don't drink too much. That pee, don't drink that pee. 
That's Karen. No. That P is Karen. Hey, Stats. Hey, Will. Yes. Roll them balls! Roll the balls! I can't... Roll, roll the bones! I couldn't pronounce that! Guy Williams is a visual effects supervisor. Uh, Williams is a, and, and his fellow visual effects artists... Don't do that. Don't give me that look. Our artists are, are, are nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects for the 2013 film Iron Man 3. All right. Did you know that Iron Man 3 was nominated for an Academy Award for its visual effects? Guy Williams oh, d- uh, didn't get one, but he was nominated for one. The look that I gave you was one of shock and despair. That yes. the bones have brought up Guy Williams. Because here's the thing about Guy Williams. is the special effects, that shit's real. <laughs> Guy Williams can just actually make that shit happen. He's a warlock. I was, I was about to say warlock. I was going to use that same word. I was considering wizard too, but I think warlock is the best way to describe him. No, because he, he's consorted with demons. He is absolutely consorted with demons. Also, no. he really likes war. Yeah. And I know that warlocks, that's not like a war thing. No, that's just a just, fun coincidence for him specifically. He loves war. Yeah. And that's why they put him on Iron Man 3. Yeah. Because there's guns and stuff in that movie. He made a real robot suit. He did it. With and, magic. And you're going, you're going to run into him. Yeah. In the world to come. Guy Williams will be patrolling the wasteland with a big robot suit full of guns. Mm-hmm. And Remember go- all of the things in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which he also worked on? Be afraid. That's all things that he can do with his mind. He can make a raccoon into a fucking uh, Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. That's not the name I'm looking for. <laughs> it's not. Gary Cooper is a different person <laughs> Gary altogether. Cooper is a different, <laughs> a, is... A, a wholly different canonical character who has a <laughs> now <laughs> place in the apocalypse. We're going to tell you all about him eventually, but who am not I today? <laughs> um, We're thinking... I'm thinking Bradley Cooper. Yes. Gary Cooper, super duper. Mm, That's dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Okay, that's it. That's why I thought Gary... Never mind. Continue. One more time. Roll them bones! (laughs) Faith, the Celine Dion song. (laughs) (laughs) This is our darkest premonition yet. (laughs) Folks... I recommend skipping forward for t- about two minutes because <laughs> what we're about, about to, to tell you bleak. what we're about to tell you may be a bit much for you to hear right now. Mm. Unless you've listened to every episode so far and have really listened to us, you're not ready to hear the accursed phrases that are about to spill from our poisoned mouths. The taste of the words that I find myself in need of sharing with you has 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 me puckering my lips and wanting to vomit because I wish I didn't have to say these things to you. They're so painful to have to tell you this. But Faith, the Celine Dion... You said Celine Dion. Celine Dion, yes. Celine Dion song. You will live and breathe Faith by, by Celine Dion. And when I, I mean, when you breathe that song, that there isn't going to be air anymore. There will only it's be just that song. <laughs> the the closest the closest thing to air that we will have left are just like the sonic vibrations of Celine Dion's faith. And 
the the radio waves that don't disappear. Radio waves don't go away. They just keep traveling indefinitely. No. They will getting stronger, biding their time, plotting against you for their revenge. Faith by Celine Dion played 20 years ago on the radio. It's still out there. It's still in the air. It's yeah. still ricocheting around the atmosphere, waiting for its next target. Run. Get out of here. Run now. Start running immediately, because your legs cannot take you far enough away to save you from Faith by Celine Dion. I just want to... The, the, first, the first verse of Faith by Celine Dion... Oh my god. Is is don't I have be to, I'm afraid. Gonna, I'm gonna cover my ears because I, I can't stand to hear it, but these people who are listening, they need to hear it. Don't be afraid to feel this way. Gonna make you understand. It's not about you because I'm the fool building castles in the sand. It's pretty relevant. It's dark. There's gonna be a lot of sand and you're gonna have to build castles out of them. It's almost as if she knew. Oh she knew. She knew what she did. She knew. What do you think? You think we got everything out we could out of Celine Dion? We think we I think that think we did this bit good? <laughs> Is that it? Sure. Is that the end of the Celine Dion bit? Let's do one more. Let's roll that bones one last time. Uh. One last roll of them bones. One more. Hoi Bun Road Park is a park in Hong Kong. That's good. That's where it's gonna happen. That's where it, that's really interesting. That's where it's, it all begins. Wow. Is it that's, a park? That's, it's, it's, see, got a, it's got a, it's got a, it's got it's a, it's got a, be, it's got a five-a-side football pitch. It's got a pavilion with table tennis tables, Will. It's got a, a stepped <laughs> planter with a look-off. I don't know what that means. One more time, roll them bones! <laughs> The murder of William Condon. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. The murder of William... That scared the shit out of me. For reasons that... (laughs) The murder of William Condon... No! (laughs) The murder of William Almost Will's last name um, is an Australian crime that occurred in 1952. (laughs) (laughs) Northern Territory policeman William Condon was shot and killed in Catherine on June 9th, 1952, by Terence Charles Stapleton. Stapleton was acquitted on grounds of insanity. And, you know, that's a good metaphor, right? Because, right. see, that's the thing, is that if you're murdering someone on, and, and, and you're acquitted on grounds of insanity, what, what, what do you do if you live in a world where literally everyone is insane, but killing each other for non-insane related reasons? Like, if I'm murdering you because I want the things that you have, but I'm insane and you're insane, it, it presents an, an, inter- an interesting philosophical conundrum of, 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 of does my insanity, insanity excuse my behavior when my behavior has nothing to do with my insanity? I'm going to say no. Yes. <laughs> that was the correct answer. <laughs> this was a test, Will. <laughs> and you solved my puzzle. <laughs> This has been Roll Them Bones.
Ah, a successful segment. That was great. We did a whole segment. Hey, Our next hey. question. Oh my god. Why you? Had, we had to do one eventually. That's what the show is, Will. I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. Oh my god, to being alive. This part is staying in. Mm. Our next question <laughs> comes from Jonathan Maystow. Guy oh, that shit. Guy, guy people man about town Jonathan Maisto the Jonathan the, the Maisto, Jonathan Maisto the who man. is the man about town he is the man if you go around town you're gonna see the man he's gonna be about town he's all about it he's all about that town all about you know you know what they say about John he's all about the town and so it's so great that he John's here the town. because it's just a fresh a fresh a fresh breath of air a new perspective of uh, a, a, a new. He's gonna. He's asking us questions that we've never heard before. Uh, our first question from John is: At what stage in survival mode do you begin to consider the possibility of drinking your own urine? Um, John, well, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. See, John and I go back years. I've known John since I was a little baby, and it's so it feels good to be answering this question to for John, John specifically. Specifically. John, this is the, our, I hope you're listening. John has a specific answer. John, you know the answer. Here's the thing, John. You already drink pee. That's always... You, you, know, <laughs> see, you know, clearly, John, you've listened to every episode of this podcast in order. So you know that we've already covered this on one of yeah. the episodes, on episode Multiple two. Episodes. We talk about pee all the time. That's the thing, John, is that if you're not drinking piss now, you're already falling behind. You gotta get used to it. We gotta get, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta develop a taste now. It's an acquired taste, but once you acquire it, you'll be glad that you have it. Mm -hmm. Yummy. His second mm -hmm. question is, uh, oh, why does it hurt when I pee? Why does it hurt when John pees? Well, <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, it's probably... You, you, go, you go back ten years <laughs> with this man. What it, you, you, you know, you, know you, you have insights into the mind of... Why does it Into hurt? the mind and body of Jonathan Maisto. Why, why does it hurt when, when liquid comes out of, his, out of his little dingus? What is... When, 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 when he stands in front of a toilet... And he, and he clenches uh, the muscles below his pelvis in order to push liquid from his bladder out of his dick. <laughs> what is? Why is it hurt when he does it? Fuck. Why is it hurt when he does it? Well, your fucking <laughs> uh, your dick sucks. Is because his dick is bad. He's just got a bad one. He's just got a, a shitty dick. <laughs> that's that's it. It just it just can't handle pee. That's what it is, that your, your dick is too weak to handle your pee. John's third question is... He's got a third question, John. I love you, but what? He's got four questions. Holy shit, man. He's fucking... Thanks. John is carrying us this week. Thanks for the support. John's third question. Please list your go-to post-apocalypse team of survivors. I'll go first. Mine would be Rachel Ray. That's it. He's only going to take Rachel Ray. Just the one. John's had a thing for Rachel Ray for as long as I can remember. Is she the one who does food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, she... I don't know what it is, but John's always talking about fighting alongside Rachel Ray. Yeah. His thing for Rachel Ray, it's, it's not like... fighting alongside It's not like hooking her. up with Rachel Ray or something. It's not like a crush. It's... He, he's, he's he just really wants her. To, f to fight with her. To fight with her? Or like fight alongside, alongside her, her against okay. another enemy. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe with her first, just to gauge each other's strength and form respect 
as as partners in, in arms. He has but told then me alongside her. John's told me that he's he fears her fists, mm. and that's and that she's one of the few people out there whose fists he truly fears. <laughs> and so, uh, he said to me that he wants to fight alongside her so that he can witness her raw power firsthand and use it to his advantage. I don't know if he wants to fight him her himself because of the, the fear. Well, I feel like he's convinced me. I think the answer is Rachel Ray. I think that I'd, I'd say probably Rachel Ray too. Yeah. Look, if like the four of us, the three, four of us get together with three of us get together with mm-hmm. Rachel Ray. Plus Rachel Ray. That's I think we got a great team right there. Yeah. So, she can lead us into the darkness. So John, you, me, Chris, Rachel Ray. Ray. Yeah. That's it. That's the team. It's the dream squad, baby. Just us, and a daytime. Also, maybe person. Shaq. Maybe Shaq. He's big. He's <laughs> a large man. <laughs> Shaq's really Shaq big. Shaq is just like the largest guy we can find. Maybe just like, maybe not even Shaq. Maybe just like, you ever see those like videos of that like, like eight foot tall Russian kid who like, is like playing, playing, plays like whatever like the kid version of professional basketball is? Yes, that and guy he, like, too. And he, he like, he just does, he doesn't look like he's particularly athletic or good at basketball, but he's just enormous. He's a monster. He's just extremely big. Yeah. Now that guy too. Let's get that guy. He's probably not very strong. No. His, his muscles are probably too stretched out, but he's so large that he but would scare off yeah. more people than he's we could. He's got reach, and that's what you need. Yeah, because a lot of people, they don't have swords long enough to stab you. Yeah, exactly. If, if like, if he's, like, like, he could, like, lean over and just hold a guy. And that yeah, way, like in a cartoon, just, right? And he could just be swiping away with his yeah. with his big old sword. And he's going to be so intimidated by his size that he's not going to think to swipe upward and cut his arm off. Right, right. because the man's terrifying. Yeah, he's big. It also doesn't That's help a big that, he's, boy. that he's Russian. It's a big Russian boy. Russians are also more intimidating than American people. Oh my God, so much more. So much more. Uh, John's fourth and final question <laughs> is: Can I have a little kiss? Yeah. Yes. Mwah. Our next question. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question? How do I impose order on a sinful, chaotic world? That question's from The Law. Really? From The Law. That's fucking creepy. They signed that question as The Law? The Law asks, how do I impose order on a sinful, chaotic world? God, that's fucking scary. The Law asks, from his cabin, as he polishes a gun. Last time The Law wrote in, to one of these, to an episode, we got into like a fight afterward because no. the law asked, "How do you how do you gauge uh, the, the the amount in which a punishment should be related to the crime? You know, like how do you gauge whether the crime fits the punishment?" And like I gave like a, what I thought was a pretty good answer. I my my answer was more on the forgiving side. You know, I I tend to believe in in you know uh, not retributive justice but you know rehabilitative justice and he does does not agree and he called me afterward and he started calling me all kinds of fucking awful shit and just like yelling at me he started telling me he was going to bang my girlfriend and then he did so Jesus. i have beef with the law he's <laughs> <This is> like <laughs> this fucking this 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 guy in a fucking punisher t-shirt made a couple of you <laughs> 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 and now he has the fucking gall to write into our podcast. This fucking guy. I don't know. I don't know, man. Honestly, maybe I'm better off not, you know, dating somebody who sleeps with anybody who wears a Punisher t-shirt. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> but, his, but his question presents an interesting question. But it also, you know. I don't want to talk to this guy. But the thing is, actually, the thing about his question is it is it kind of, it kind of. It, it it gives away his worldview, right? 
Yeah. How do I impose order on a sinful, chaotic world? The whole point of, of the world to come is that it's sinful and chaotic. Yeah, and the, also, the problem with the, with the world that we're living in now is the order that has been imposed on it. Yes. We need to break that shit down. And start and start in order to have or to have fun, you know. Here's the thing: the law. You you can't own the world. No, you can't just have it. You can't impose your fucking will. Because also, what you think of as order is somebody else's chaos too. Yeah, you know. So like, you fucking fascist. You're an asshole. And and I I. I <laughs> <laughs> And I don't, I don't, I don't like the, the, just the way you look at shit, man. It's just, you can't impose your will. You can't impose your idea of what order is on this quote unquote sinful chaotic world. Because what you define as a sin is your own fucking idea too. You know, you can't just, you you can't do it because it's not real. You're making things up. You're just, you're saying things that you think are meaningful, but actually mean nothing to anybody but you. Exactly. What you're saying is how can I make the world more mine? And I'm saying, fuck you, you can't. No. No. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think your gun's going to do anything for you in, in this next world? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know how many bullets you can stop with four arms? The normal amount, which is none, <laughs> but in a fucking close fight, don't, you got, <laughs> you got four arms, <laughs> four guns. I got four guns. I got one gun. Eight for guns. Each I got two guns. I can hold twice as many guns as you with my four arms. And you know, even if you also had four <laughs> <Checkmate>. arms, <laughs> everybody's gonna have a gun. Having a gun isn't gonna make you special anymore. No, everybody's gonna have like ninety guns stowed somewhere on their person at any given time. I've already got seven in my in my shoes. I got a gun in my shoe, and I got a gun on my sleeve, and I got a gun in my waistband. Got a gun in my hair. I like. I keep it in my hair. I mean, I, you're 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 asking how you're gonna impose order on a sinful, chaotic world. You you got to be asking how you're gonna impose order on your own goddamn life. That's you know? you're that's not, you're not gonna you, have man. time to worry about what other people are doing. Exactly about how other people are spending their time. And that's the thing about you. The law is that you're a busybody. Mind your own fucking business, man. Like, just take care of yourself. Behave the way. That you want other people to behave. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Set an example. Right. You're not going to be able to control their people. You can't tell them how to live their lives, man. They're not going to listen to you just because you say, I am the law. That doesn't mean anything to anybody. It doesn't mean anything other than they're afraid of you. You're a bully. This yeah. is, I'm talking about like, hey, I'm... This, hey, hmm. if you need... Here's the thing, dude. If the only way that you can get people to uh, listen to your opinions is under the threat of physical violence... Maybe that means you have shitty opinions. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Jesus. I fucking, you know, this is, this, this, yeah, seriously. Our (laughs) next question comes from Instagram. Uh, What will people do with the afterbirth and the apocalypse? Eat it, use it in catapults. What the fuck? Who asked that fucking bullshit? I don't know. Their name is on Instagram is a bunch of numbers. I fucking hate that shit. What are we going to do with the afterbirth, Will? I'm not going to do anything with any afterbirth. We? What are you going to do with the afterbirth? What are you and I going to do with our afterbirth? Of the son that we make together. What? When we have our son, (laughs) what are we going to do with the afterbirth after he grows in our womb? In our womb, Will. When a little boy comes out of our dingalings to get up of both our dingalings. Together. 
Well, here's how when it's going to happen. When we stand side by side and a human boy comes at first out of our, our dinglings separately, but then forms together into a single mass. <laughs> it's going to be like <laughs> two people peeing into a bowl. Exactly. <laughs> Only the, instead of, it, it, the bowl is going to be, instead of filled with pee, it's going to start being filled with boy. Eventually. <laughs> or, yeah. So, so when, when, when you and me piss a boy, what are we going to do with the afterbirth? We going to eat it? We going to use it for a catapult? What's the plan, Will? I don't... Um, what are you going to do with the, with, the af- with the afterbirth? What are we going to do with it? Fucking... I'm going to fucking kill myself with it. I want to figure out how to nice. fashion it into a noose. Nice. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. Or I'm going to put, put it in a gun. And I'm gonna make a gun out of it. Make a feed, make a afterbirth gun, and shoot myself, Dead baby gun, with baby with juice, and die. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening to Life in the World to Come, everybody. <laughs> this has been our final episode. This has been our, our 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 finest and final episode this is a good one. It's peaked. It's we gonna can't... figure out how to cut all of this together into something vaguely resembling an episode of a podcast. Oh my god! If you have questions. Send them into life in the world to come at gmail.com, please. And also, we need them. Uh, and uh, next uh, week, we need the question. Next week, I won't be here, so we might do one from the road. road. We might, we're going to do a road podcast where Will's voice sounds like fucking garbage. <laughs> and that's going to be a feature and not a bug. Uh, if you want to send us questions at life in the world to come at gmail.com. Send us questions at life in the world to come at gmail.com. Le- leave us a fucking rating on iTunes for Christ's sake. Leave us one one goddamn rating. You can't leave us one rating for your old lady. Just one for grandma. Don't don't beg, man. No, I'm going to beg. I'm going to beg for those fucking reviews. I need it. I need you to tell us we did a good job. Send us... Put uh, as many stars as you are capable of giving on iTunes. Even if uh, you say then, mean things about us in the review, the stars are what Send, put, give us, uh, come find us on Instagram and, uh, put, put us out.